0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Ball Podcast. I am your host, Troll dude. Before we get into anything else, I want to talk about our partners from Underdog Fantasy, the newest and best place to play fantasy sports and win big prizes. So if you have not already, sign up with our promo code SLOP. That's S-L-O-P. You can get a $100 deposit match. Use it this weekend on NFL playoff games. I know it's wild card weekend. You can do higher or lower on your favorite players' stats in the NFL or – Your least favorite players, if you hate the Giants, you're an Eagles fan, uh, lower on Daniel Jones yards. If you want to go, if you're a Penn State guy, you want to go higher on Saquon Barkley's, then you can do that. All that fun stuff. Sign up for Underdog using our promo code. You can also do our Slop Season Contest, where you can win up to $500 in bonus cash on underdog. So the link is in the description for all of this. Please check it out. If you have not already, you can also do a fantasy contest this weekend for the NFL. I will be doing one tomorrow on Friday. If you want to join that, we're going to get 10 people in that should be a lot of fun. So Sam, we have
1: break.
0: We have breaking news. Mm -hmm. The Los Angeles Lakers are bringing in
1: Myers Leonard for a workout. (laughs) I might have to let this one be <laughs> because with the rumors that Kyrie might go there, I just can't think of a, a, just a way much. to take this. Yeah. I'm just going to let it sit. Cause I, I can't for the good of the podcast. I think it's better if I set this one. <laughs> yeah. So, so,
0: <laughs> so my, my favorite thing to come out of this, obviously the Kyrie jokes aside, mm-hmm. uh, was shams tweeting uh myers leonard last played in january 2020 at which point he had season ending shoulder and ankle surgery based on issues that stem from the ankle surgery he's been sidelined for almost two years and recently was fully cleared to work out for
1: nba teams yeah that's why that's that's, why he, that's why he was out of the league for two years everyone well, you, famously knows this. Well, yeah I, I was just remembering like ah uh, why is myers leonard not playing right now and i always think like ah uh, yeah it was his surgery he was hurt i remember that yep yeah, he got hurt in a uh gaming a heated gaming moment. <laughs> heated gaming
0: moment. Uh, heated NBA three. gaming moment in the NBA
1: specifically. He has he had one of the funniest uh, ever like live slurs just because like he 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 didn't even like you know, helper face or anything like, 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 like it just was totally natural. Yeah, it and just it's was like going with the flow. And then and, and, and I think it's his his wife is calling for him or someone like off camera. But I, I, there always seemed like like your agent's on the phone. Okay, <laughs> not, okay I gotta go, guy. Like, just, just total, not, not real, not real. Didn't, even didn't, yeah, didn't even register.
0: Didn't even register.
1: Uh, the other great thing that came
0: out of this was Ennis Freedom, uh friend of the podcast. Let's go. Tweeting it's time to sue this whole motherfucking league <laughs> after Myers letter got to work out. So stay tuned for that yeah. new
1: lawsuit dropping Ennis Ennis Freedom versus the NBA. Let's go. Let's get him back. Yeah. Going to be on the blaze. I mean, I don't know. Jonathan Isaac and the DeVosses, I feel like, might have. A, they should have a roster spot sure. for him. Like, Yeah, it's a great point. They love good. centers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. for sure. So so what you're telling
0: me is Ennis Cantor went from the, the Blazers to the Blaze pipeline?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Blaze sports. Oh, God. Oh, that's, oh. that's a good one. All right. that's points. Anyway. That's points.
0: <laughs> oh, shout out to our friends at the CIA. Um. <laughs> so. So as we move on from this massive slop that has dropped, that Myers Leonard will be making his way back into the NBA.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We are we are here today to talk about something much more important, which is the Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons home and home podcast series. We're going to talk about the first part, the Eastern Conference. Where they pick their Eastern Conference All Stars. So first off, this episode was an hour and forty-five minutes, I believe. Something
1: like that, yeah. And, and did I listen to all of it? Absolutely. Oh my oh, god, f- I ate it up. I might have listened yeah. twice. <laughs> oh, it, we are we are just. You gotta understand because Trill and I get shit for like uh, you know doing these uh, meta podcasts about podcasts. But I'm sorry, this is like the real shit. Like this these are, the yeah. This is this is what this is what sickos like us live for. Is fucking Bill and Zach chopping it up. They even did the shit that we do, where they like just didn't start the list for like 20 minutes. Like, they just
0: they riffed on some shit, yeah. and then they'll be like, "Wait, weren't we supposed to be talking about the starters?" <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Anyway,
1: Mark Cuban should sell the fucking team." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, Bill was spitting on was. that one. Yeah, Bill, Bill. Bill had a really strong um, outside. Outside of like the Trey Young strays, which like is all boomer shit. Um, he was he was really cooking. Bill was in his bag today. Was, so, do we want
0: to talk about the starters thing? Because
1: that Let's was like there. the
0: main the main chunk of the podcast was.
1: Yeah.
0: Obviously, everyone's been talking about it. How do you mm-hmm. pick between these four players for three spots? on the All-Star team for All-NBA, all that shit, even though Jokic will make it and Embiid will make second team for All-NBA because that's how the media works. Yeah.
1: But... Zach Zach is a coward. Zach decided coward route. Was Zach, was Zach went coward route. Zach yeah. went coward route, moved Tatum to guard
0: where he has not played the entire season. Yeah. Single minute, not a single minute. I don't think he's played a
1: single minute. No. I, I, I understand... Because I guess if you want to argue, would that team be functional? I think that team would absolutely be functional. Like yeah. I think Jason Tatum absolutely could play shooting guard, so it's not as like ridiculous as like I don't know putting um like Mikhail Bridges at like center or something. Or even like that last year when it was like putting Beater Jokic at power forward.
0: Right, that is that. that's they don't play. Consider. They never play those positions. And like,
1: like yeah,
0: could they play together? Yes. Would it be clunky and weird? And like, would they have to figure some stuff out? Yeah, probably. But like, right. I, I think there is an argument to be made that, uh, you know, that a guy not playing any minutes at all at that position, it ever really like like when was the last time Tatum played oh.
1: shooting guard? Sorry, can I interrupt with late breaking slot? Yes. So the, the tweet that you read earlier about Shams talking about that. Shams mm-hmm. just now quote tweeted it. That tweet was 22 minutes ago. It's 6.09 p.m., 6.10 p.m. He just quote tweeted it with this attentive. Leonard was suspended in March 2021 after using an anti-Semitic slur on the stream. He later apologized and spent time with Jewish leaders and immersed himself in the Jewish community over the last couple of years. M-dash, which the league has been aware of. <laughs> I love, Good. I love, I love the the, the rat mode on this. Twenty two minutes, twenty two
0: minutes. Little footnote come. here, by the way, yeah. just just in case you didn't know. Also, there were some slurs. Yeah, then.
1: there was just a couple of slurs. Yeah, like, just like, the, slurs. It like hardly matters. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah, Not not any more important than the ankle and and shoulder surgeries.
1: Uh, yeah, Michael Richards coming back to comedy clubs and just uh, saying. <laughs> Yeah, I just got tired of the thing. And then, yeah. uh, what, what was that? Never mind. It was just something at the Laugh Factory happened. It's fine. My Maybe heart
0: was wasn't in it. it. My, My heart, heart wasn't, wasn't it. in yeah. it. Anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, Tatum. Uh. Yeah. So the, the Tatum, you know, at shooting guard, I think is something a position he could hypothetically play. Um. I Has think he, he ever played it? Him. No, there he has gotten like spot minutes at that with like really crazy jumbo lineups. Um, like last year, or the year before, yeah. or something. I mean, you could also make the argument that, um, you know, um, Jalen Brown probably guards power forwards more often than Jason Tatum does, kind of, you know, especially like meatier, beefier guys because just Jalen is so strong. And, like, you know, who is guarding who in that one. I mean, Jason Tatum's pretty cleanly a forward, though, like, is the is the point here, you know? Like, listed it. All of his minutes are almost entirely at, sh- at small forward and power forward, and it's usually a, a pretty mixed bag of those. Um, yeah,
0: he he's very clearly a... He's not a shooting guard. Like, right. it's not even like the Paul George thing where you can say, okay, Paul George plays shooting guard, but he's he's probably more of a small forward, but he plays shooting guard because he actually gets real minutes there like Tatum is pretty clearly a forward like you said small forward power forward so i think you have to choose between these guys when you're when you're making this all star and also i do think that all star starter stuff doesn't matter as much as all nba like mm-hmm. if you make the all star team that's all anyone's going to remember no one's going to remember who started for which team like No Mm -hmm. one really gives a shit about that at the end of the day. Like, if you go on their Wikipedia page, it doesn't say All-Star Starter. It just says All-Star. Or, But, like, when you see first-team NBA versus second-team NBA versus third-team NBA, those are things that actually, historically speaking, people differentiate, and and they generally matter more to players. Now, Mm -hmm. players do care about starting in the All-Star game. I'm not saying that they don't, but just when we're looking back on this stuff, I think that it doesn't matter as much. Right. Yeah the thing is, is so the Durant injury obviously throws a wrench into all this because Durant still has played a ton of games to start the year. Like even if Durant doesn't play between now and the all-star break, him and Embiid are going to have around the same amount of games played. Yeah. Because right now Durant has 39 games played and I believe Embiid has, hold on one second. Because, Embiid currently has 29. So he has 10 more games on him. So yeah. they're probably going to be about even, let's say, by the time Durant comes back from this injury, maybe if yeah. Embiid misses more games. So that kind of at least balances out from that argument stand- for, for that standpoint. Mm-hmm. The question to me is, if you had to pick your three front court spots mm-hmm. for the starters, who would you pick? Because I think you you
1: have to include KD in there if you're including Embiid. Right now, right today, because I just looked at it and I hemmed and hawed about it and I went back and forth. I think this is something where it pretty cleanly depends on what you think about availability. Because I think, just from a performance standpoint, just that, not factoring in durability, I think a beat is pro- is the second behind RAN. Like I-, I think pretty clearly, you know. And it's how much do you want to account for that, and then. There's a similar thing going on with Giannis and Tatum, just in terms of availability, because Tatum is probably the lowest performing of the four, but has 40 games played compared to Giannis's, I think, 34 or 36 or something, and it means 29 that he has, you know. So w- what do you account for that? And, you know, there's other... Like, if I really wanted to rap mode with Tatum here, um, it won't matter because starters are fan vote shit. So, like, sure. you know, who, who fucking cares? You know, Andrew Wiggins was, was an all-star starter last year. Um, but I think that at the end of the day, if we're just talking about putting the highest performing guys on there, you could rap mode out a case for Tatum, I think. And what I would do as a Celtics fan, what I'm going to do as a Celtics fan as we get closer to this, um, is, you know... He's on a better team. You know, his stats are a little bit worse, but his team is one more. Like, what does that count for? The problem with that argument is while the Celtics are the best team in the NBA, these all these the teams, these other guys are on are all also very good. It's not like there's a Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma City, Thunder situation amongst these guys. You yeah. Know? And Nets are second. The, yeah. The, the, what, Sixers are fourth right now. And in, yeah by the time the
0: All-Star game comes around, these standings could be changed. Like, right, that's exactly. that's really what it comes down to is because, like, whenever it comes down to, like, picking two te- guys from a team versus one guy from a team, I always have a problem with this when we're a month out because I'm like, well, what if, <laughs> what if the Sixers win the next 12 games and then they only have one All-Star? Like, it does seem weird. So I yeah. think that you have to take uh team record into consideration when picking these things but i also don't think it can be the end all be all like i think yeah. it has to be a little bit of a balance of performance plus team record and i i i think the best argument from the Celtics perspective for for Tatum would be he's the best player on the best team and not having that guy start would be kind of ridiculous cuz i think i still think the Celtics should would would probably and should probably be considered the championship favorites. Mm-hmm. And if you look back and you go, they didn't even have a starter in the all-star game.
1: That seems weird. Yeah. And, well, and it, you know, again, it comes down to this, you know, this generational um, thing. You know, I think cause Tatum's really slowed down. Like when I was losing my mind on this podcast, when I thought Tatum was the MVP. Um, First month really... of the season, I think it was either him or Steph. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind of, you know, slowed down. He's kind of had his slow month. I, I think he's probably going to pick it up again here soon. He usually does as the year goes along. Like, like once the doldrums come in, he kind of like becomes a different player and I don't know, um, keeps going. I mean, the the durability I think would be the argument for him. He's going to have played more than everybody else, um, let the record state that he missed a game for his son's birthday he did miss a game for his son's birthday doesn't want it uh, no heart of a champion um the um i think Giannis's case would be that just his team has been a mash unit kind of around him of guys that can't score um and that they're still somehow you know in the mix despite having a really weird year where bud like is shocked by the taste of water and like you know, just- <laughs> Things, things like this are, are coming. Dasani, down to, to be specific, it's gross. It's it, it, it's water. It's water. Like we're all gonna pretend water tastes different. This I'm sorry. this
0: is water. He's getting his yeah. David Foster Wallace on at the. Yeah, podiums. he is.
1: Um. So I, honestly, I but with Durant before Durant's injury, I would have said Durant clears, and I would hear arguments about the other three guys. By the time the All Star game comes around, I think this is gonna be really close, and it's really gonna depend on what's going on. It's a good thing that this is not decided by it's fucking fan. I agree. <laughs> Which is, I yeah. agree. And yeah. also Embiid,
0: Tatum passed Embiid in fan voting today. So it's yeah. those uh, Giannis and Giannis and, and Duran are, they're always going to be because of who they are. But I do yeah. think that, that I, I guess my thing is, is that why is it an immediate foregone conclusion that Giannis should be starting? Because if you look at the statistical argument from not, I know not games played, not all the things that we talked about and context is important for these things. I don't think that that isn't the case, but also we're getting arguments from Bucks fans and from uh, podcasters that drew and Brooke Lopez should also be in consideration for the all-star team. So is it, so is it Giannis dragging the team to this record or is it a team effort? Because I think that, People are really ignoring the fact that Giannis is having the worst year of his career since before his first MVP. Yeah. Uh and it and it's something that we've brought up a few times, but like if you go, I'm gonna get my calculator rad on a little bit here. Okay. If you're to compare Embiid and Giannis, and I think Tatum and Giannis are a little bit closer in terms of like statistical output they're, they're, on a per game basis. They're very close. Like
1: no, I, I looked at Embiid clear statistically, Giannis and Tatum are a little closer. Because Tatum is also kind of having a really bad shooting year by his standards, um, at least so far. You know, again, he usually picks it up at the end of the year. But they mentioned that that on the podcast. They said, like, he's having – from three, he's shooting a little
0: bit worse. Mm -hmm. But if we're we're talking about, like, a head-to-head thing here, like, I've knocked Giannis for his shooting this year in the same way that you would knock Tatum, although his team is pretty good and and he's Mm – been kind of the at least the the head of the snake so
1: mm-hmm.
0: far to start the year uh for and drives a lot of the team's success. Yeah. Once again, they're not that all these teams aren't that far uh apart in the standing. So maybe this changes sometime mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. But if we're just comparing Embiid and Giannis, Embiid is ahead of Giannis in EPM, BPM, Raptor, LeBron, of course that's not even public, but Krishna has tweeted a few times that he's ahead of him in in that as well. The Sixers' net rating with just Joel Embiid. So the one argument I keep hearing is like, well, Embiid has Harden, who's also in the All Star conversation, and his team's been better around him. But even if you look at the net rating stuff, the Sixers with just Joel Embiid, no James Harden in these minutes, are a plus seven point five per yeah. one hundred possessions. The Bucks with Giannis, Drew, and Brooke all on the court are a plus three point four. So just Embiid bead with the other role players on the Sixers are better than those three all together in a similar amount of minutes and yeah. I'm not saying that that can be the end-all be-all but if we're splitting hairs here really Embiid is better true shooting better efficiency per- field goal percentage wise the Sixers have a uh even if you want to do the defensive argument, the Sixers have a 108 defensive rating when Embiid's on the court. The Bucks mm-hmm. have a 110 defensive rating with Giannis on the court. And I know Drews missed some games, but like they have if Brooke Lopez is a defensive player of the year candidate, then <laughs> having both of those guys should make your defense literally the best. And and when they are on the court, it is very good together. But like my whole thing here is. You, if you want to go down the statistical argument for Embiid versus Giannis just based on this season, and we're not going just on games played, Embiid clears him in almost every stat except for assist percentage, which actually it's pretty close. They're within it's
1: way closer than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's five percent apart. Turnover percentage, Giannis is barely beating him, and then rebounding, he's barely beating him as well. So, like Embiid is having the better statistical season. And I, it's I not know. a question.
1: And it's not a question yeah. uh, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think the Sixers are performing considering the starts that both those those teams got off to, too, like to he's having a better impact in terms of winning. I get the case that, like, because Harden is having a very strong season too. He's like, good. Yeah, he's good. Had, like so, I get that argument. It's the same argument you would kind of, you know, you could make against Tatum. I, I don't know. That the team context stuff, it's I feel like it's just so hard. Um especially with but I, I just think vibes wise too I just feel like the sixers are in a better place than the bucks right now there's a lot of angst around the uh the bucks the bucks are in a very even though they're a much better team it seems like they're a little more um you know just they're kind of more like last year's Celtics where there's you know a lot of people in the know are talking about people being disgruntled like what's going on you know sure. and, and I think that part of that runs off of Giannis as a player. Now, it's a tribute to how good Giannis is. I you know, I I've always I turn into Baldos stop whenever the Celtics play the Bucks. <laughs> it's like infuriating to watch him, you know. It, it is infuriating how like there's not a, a ton of skill. It is just that he is an absolute freak athlete, you mm-hmm. know. Compared to at least there's a there's skill, but it's just not as high as some of these other stars we're talking about. You know, it's not Joel Embiid out there, it's not Jason Tatum out there, it's not definitely not fucking Kevin Durant out there. Um, but I do think that it's just pretty clear that Joel is having the better year. I think if you want to make the case that Giannis ahead of Embiid, you've got to go to games played, and it's really not that many, it's like seven, I think is the yeah. difference between games yeah. played. So I, I don't know, I think. I think Joel honestly would probably be second on my ballot. And I'm not just, you know, uh, cheering. I'm I'm not just pandering to the uh, YKB audience here. I think it's been pretty clear that it's it would be Joel should get that second front court spot. Besides Durant. I, I do think that people are really underestimating
0: how good of a season Embiid is having because it feels like a lot of the stats across the board are inflated.
1: Mm-hmm. But,
0: like, Embiid is shooting better field goal percentage-wise than Giannis and takes the large majority of his shots outside of the restricted area, whereas Giannis takes way more shots in the restricted area. He's shooting better at the rim. He's shooting mm-hmm. better, way better from mid-range, almost over, over 20 percentage points better from mid-range. Yeah. Three-pointers are falling. He's getting to the line just as much as he's he has throughout his career. Like I, I just think like if you're making the statistical argument and we're just going on the actual games that are being played, Embiid's clearly having a better season than Giannis. Giannis is the better player, and in a playoff series, almost everyone is taking Giannis in a head-to-head matchup for sure. Absolutely, he's he's now proven it uh, multiple times in the playoffs. You have to give him the benefit of the doubt. But if we're just talking All Star game, I just I, I I don't understand why it can't even be a conversation. Is my whole thing on this, and I think Giannis's shot. It really just comes down to to Middleton being out, and Giannis's shot just the touch just being completely gone when when he was able to rely on that last year in a way. Mm-hmm. We're like mid-range wise, he had the best mid-range shooting season of his career a year ago. And mm-hmm. he was really making a difference as a multiple level scorer instead of just a guy who can get to the line and the rim. So overall, I think that uh, like it, it's just, I would, I would pick Embiid over Giannis if we're just going based on performance. So my starters were... All right, so Halliburton's out for the next two weeks, at least. Too, I don't know if you saw that news that came out that he's also out. So I think
1: he, I still think he clears, to be honest.
0: Yeah. So I have Halliburton as my starting point guard because I yeah. think that he has had uh, the way that Indiana has played. They're a top. They're the seven seed right now, I believe. Maybe the six seed. Mm-hmm. Them and the Knicks have been kind of jostling for those positions. I believe they're the seven seed right now. The way that they've been playing, they need an all-star, and he's been very
1: clearly made the leap in his third season. I, I Even without the team success thing, I just think he's, like, earned it. Like, what yeah. other guard besides Donovan Mitchell are you going to give that spot to? I mean, it really There's is. No one else is close. Like, Jalen Brunson maybe has the best case next, and I that's tough. Like, I don't yeah, know. yeah, I would take I, – I mean, I just think – I honestly, if – I
0: think Harden has an argument. I I don't think he should start, but I think... And and this was part of the podcast that really pissed me off, Mm -hmm. which was that they did this whole thing on the rarity of the 20-point, 10-assist season, and there's only been like 15 or 20 throughout NBA history or whatever, and it was mostly like the greatest players of all time,
1: Chris Paul, Steve Nash, Magic Johnson, whatever... Was, and it's funny because I knew how rare that was because I remember how crazy John Wall's assist seasons were. Yeah, I remember looking at the end of the season that year. It was like what twenty, probably like twenty sixteen or something. Twenty, sure, fifteen somewhere in there. And it was like, and he finished like twenty and ten. And I was like, oh, so that wasn't that bad. And thinking about it, because I like grew up like watching Rajon Rondo get like ten assists every game, like on the Celtics side. Ten assists is just rare, you know. And they de- also score. On ten assist, you know, with ten assists is crazy. So yeah, I just think Halliburton's like open and shut is an open and shut case. And to your point, where I think you're going with this, James Harden, um, as soon as he qualifies and with games played because he's missed some time, will overtake him. <laughs> and also have a twenty assists. Yeah, I think I would still give the edge to Halliburton
0: due to the fact that he doesn't have a Joel Embiid-level superstar yeah. on his team. Yeah. You know, a lot of those assists do come from passes that are set up in the pick and roll. Not to say that James isn't the one creating them, but it's a lot easier when the play finisher is Joel Embiid as opposed to Miles Turner or someone like that. Yeah. And it's it, it is it's beneficial to both Harden and Embiid that they can play together for sure. There's not an argument on that. The, the, the part of the podcast I felt was ridiculous was the fact that they go through this whole thing And then Bill gets to his list and says he doesn't even include Harden. And his whole thing is, well, he hasn't played enough games and he doesn't try on defense. And, like, I've watched Harden play defense this year and I've actually thought he has been pretty good. Like, after the the first few games of the season, he did not give a shit. He should have tried harder. He still has moments where I'm, like, not hustling. The off-ball shit's always going to be bad with him. But, like, on the ball, I've been pretty impressed. Like, when he, especially, we've always known Harden can guard up. But I I just, I've been surprised by how disruptive he can be as a defender when he's guarding the bigger guys, causing turnovers, really like affecting the shots that the Julius Randles are taking and guys that he traditionally can, like I said, scale up, guard that power forward position. And like, do I think he's an elite defender? No. I think he's like an average defender. I, I honestly think he's a better defender than Tyrese Halliburton. And I thought that it was kind of ridiculous that he used that as his point when Halliburton is known for also having some issues defensively, especially on the ball because he's just not strong enough to guard a lot of guys. And
1: it's boomer stuff. I'm sorry. It's boomer stuff. They're camouflaging it with boomer stuff, which, Mm -hmm. you know, like, look, is James Harden a great playoff player? No. Do you want to hold that against him? That's fine. But sorry, you got to put him in the all-star game. Like you can't like, like didn't include him at all. Right. Right. Like I all NBA MVP stuff. I don't know. We always get into this with like regular season awards where like who a guy is in the playoffs and like who he Zach and both Zach and Bill kind of have a hardened vendetta. You know, I I kind of buy this uh, honestly, even more than like, for example, the anti-Joel Embiid media bias, because this is just clear, you know, like where it's like a, a guy who's who's you know, been trade who forced two trades and you're, you're dead to them, you know, cause it's old school. God forbid you like, don't like your boss. I don't, I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's just an absurd thing. I I, I think the argument has to be with Harden. it's 25 games played, you know, other guys who have played 25 games are uh, Jaron Jackson jr. And Anthony Davis who are also guys I'm like looking at being like, do I really want to put these guys on all-star games? Now those guys are going to be missing more games between now and when, especially especially. Anthony Davis, Yeah, Anthony Davis, not Jaron Jackson Jr. But, um, they're going to, you know, the games are going to accumulate for some of these guys. Steph Curry has a similar situation where I think he's only got like 29 games played and he's going to get more, um, between now and then Jimmy, the jimmy butler like he included jimmy butler on his
0: team yes. which yes. i think is fine but also jimmy has played less minutes per game than harden three less minutes per game than harden and he's only played three more games and i know at least in two of those he left early with injury so yeah and then he was like well but jimmy plays defense and it's like okay but you're you're just you're going out of your way to really hate on the kind of season that Harden is having. Cause if you're not even willing to discuss it for the All-Star game, like it's one thing if you don't want to include him on your roster. I think he's on the fringes of the conversation. Like I don't think he's smack yeah. dab in the middle. There's an argument he could be a starter. There's an argument he could be left off the team entirely. But the the argument that was made was just
1: very disingenuous from, from my yeah. position. Yeah. But I personally I would not have um yeah, Harden has 930 total minutes. Jimmy has 974. Like that's 40 different. minutes. Yeah. One game basically. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean like with the way yeah. that Doc plays his guys that's
0: basically one game at this point. But um just yeah. bef- if you guys want to watch the rest of this episode, it will be on Patreon. You can subscribe. The link is in the description to hear us talk about the rest of this. We'll talk about our all-star starters, mm-hmm. our bench guys and then Next week on the public podcast, we'll do the Western
1: Conference. So nope. subscribe, baby. Sign up. Get in there. Get in there. Capitalism. We love it. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. 1%.